friends, and welcome to Fishing Without Bait, which is a channel devoted to mindfulness and helping individuals to live life without expectations. Quite often, what I give a free prescription for is fruits, nuts, and vegetables, uh, unplug your television, and take up fishing. For a truly mindful experience, try Fishing Without Bait which again is living life without unreasonable expectations. And it's unreasonable expectations that often set us up, up for disappointment. And today, as always, I'm joined by uh, my co-host and producer, my uh, friend Mike Sorg, uh, owner of uh, Sorgatron Media. And after the first two podcasts, Mike and I were discussing how these things translate out into the real world. Could you share a little bit about that with us, Mike. Uh, yeah, as, as I, uh, I put a little bit of a testimonial of my reactions to the first uh, couple of episodes here on our Facebook. Uh, you guys can join us over there, Fishing Without Bait on Facebook. A search will bring that right up. Um, and uh, say ever since, I really a lot of those phrases got stuck in my head. One, uh, the general concept of choosing, and especially, you know, I talked about how busy I am. And kind of, uh, you know, and, and we even talked about something I, I felt like I was stuck doing today and, and, and how that kind of went. And it was just something where I kind of sat back. It's like, I don't really need to do that, <laughs> you know. And and, and, um, and especially for me, I kind of take requests as they come and that becomes my task list. And now I'm reassessing those and choosing, okay, is that a thing I have to do today? Can that push to tomorrow? Or is that something I really need to do in general and really kind of reassessing things, uh, which was really a phase I was already in. So you really kind of instigated that a little bit. Uh, but one thing, well, some of those phrases we talked about was, uh, uh, you know, you know, the, the comments like, how did you get so big and where did the year go? And, say, and, and, and what have you been up to? The same old stuff, right? Especially when we talked about time and living in the present and everything. And I started seeing... You know, not more than just hearing those phrases, and they pop to me now as I'm visiting family and 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 their friends are coming over, and uh, and and everybody's like, "Oh, what are you up to?" And they're like, "Same old stuff," you know, and just like that, that now sticks in the back of my head now. And it was kind of just a, a curious observation uh, since uh, since those last episodes. So, what we try to do, Mike, is help people understand and explore that. Each moment can be unique. Exactly. And through a mindfulness type of adventure through life, we attempt to find the uniqueness of each moment. Mm -hmm. Okay? Whether that is significant or insignificant, uh, good, bad, indifferent, we're going to try not to put labels on it. Each moment is significant. And when we find the uniqueness of each moment, uh, I don't believe we'll ever be bored again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, quite often we find people that are bored. Quite often we find people that need to be constantly stimulated by uh, some type of stimulus, uh, sight sounds, lights, flashing bells, uh, particularly the electronic media that we all seem to be uh, immersed in. Okay. Right. So, and when we do f go on this mindful experience and find the uh, uniqueness of each particular moment and live in that moment, we spoke about being accurately able to label and describe the things that are going on around you and finding the uniqueness of each particular moment. Uh, and we today we're going to explore just a little bit more in this podcast about the observer behind the thinker. And the observer behind the thinker means stepping back and looking at that observer. Okay? 
looking at that observer, observing it like we're at a, in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. We're in the front row of a movie theater. Right. And what's going on in our lives is playing up on the screen. However, it's not us. And being the observer and writing a re- particular review of what we're seeing on the screen. Okay? And when we're looking at this thinker, we're thinking about thoughts. Have you ever thought about how many thoughts you have? <laughs> Um, it, well, isn't that an interesting trap? You uh, think about you, you're already thinking these thoughts, and then you're thinking about oh, I'm thinking about these thoughts. Then you worry about it. You're thinking too many thoughts, and now you're thinking about thinking about thinking about too Absolutely. many thoughts. You start falling into this hole. Um, there was a song that that talks about uh, some mental issues that that I'm I'm a, I'm fond of, and it says I fell through the hole. I fell through the hole in the floor, then I fell through the hole some more, and uh, and I feel like uh, that's something you can get into in your own head for sure. Absolutely. When we talk about when we talk about rumination, that's exactly what that mm-hmm. is. It's like all these thoughts coming in, and if we can imagine these thoughts as eggs, okay? Right. And your and your head is a refrigerator, okay? Your brain is a refrigerator. So we start to get all these eggs, all these eggs in the refrigerator. However, we never open the door to let any of them out, and pretty soon these eggs get old and they get moldy and they crack and pretty soon we have a refrigerator full of stinky smelly eggs stinky smelly thoughts and when we decide to open that door what do we have a refrigerator full of stinky smelly eggs and the smell mm-hmm. is revolting and is, is, is can make us sick so some of the some of the kind of thoughts that we we do see in ourselves or some of them can be inspectors okay and these are thoughts that they just find flaws everywhere. Mm-hmm. These thoughts, we always think, what's wrong with this? Right. Rather than it's a beautiful day, mm-hmm. we think, when is it going to rain? Or we look at we look at a beautiful lawn and we think, my gosh, that must spend hours to hours to fix, hours to repair. That's a lot of maintenance. It's a very glass half empty to really boil it down. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely for sure. Then we have we have grabbers, and they just they just grab at thoughts. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts grab at different items, different trivia things that go out through our head. And we have twisters, the thoughts that go round and round in our head and they tie themselves into knots. And they just, they, they can't, they, they can't seem to let them go. Or listers. Mm-hmm. Listers is probably one of the things that most of our listeners can, can relate to. Mm-hmm. How many lists, on, you talked about the things that you have to do. <laughs> how many, how many times do you go over that head and you list in your head a day? Oh, a lot, actually. A lot, a lot. And, and that is something that um, I'm, I'm trying to process via uh, getting things done, the David Allen approach. And, and I adapt that as much as I can. And I and I really fall in the trap again. And, and it is a thing that you constantly have to be on. Get that out of your head and on a list that you don't have to worry about it disappearing from your head. You know, because right. that weighs in your in your in your brain. And once you've written that down and that's a place and you know you're going to go back, you don't have to worry about going back tomorrow and that's not there in your head and you forget about it. Well, how many additions and deletions do you make during a day to that list? To the, in your head. In my head? Yes. Um, are they – Are they? Are they? okay, are the deletions on purpose? Because <laughs> I feel like stuff just slips. And when you're creating these lists in your head and going over them – how many things on these, this list are you actually getting done? Mm, I know. Zero. Exactly. So, nothing. Unfortunately. And it bogs you down. And then you feel like, uh, you know, we talked about these thoughts feeling like quicksand. And I think when you're, 
Um, especially if you're doing something that you want to do and want to complete and feel passionate about. Um, though that list of, well, I really want to do this thing, but I need to get through this and this first does feel like quicksand as you discussed before. And quite often what happens is this, it takes much, much energy to deal with these thoughts all day long. You feel exhausted. You feel exhausted. You're like, I can't think anymore. And then we sit down in front of the TV for the evening. So there's two types of tired, uh, Mike. There's, there's a tired where we physically work hard all day. Right. And we come home and we sit down and go, ah. Oh. And Mike, that's a good tired. Mm-hmm. That's a good tired. Mm-hmm. Then the tired, then there's the tired where we haven't perhaps physically exerted ourselves all day long. We, however, we've done the we've done the thought processes all day long. Our thinker's been on steroids. Okay? So then into the evening. We're absolutely exhausted by using all that mental energy all day long. Right. And that's the type of exhaustion, Mike, where you can't get to sleep. Right. Right. So many people that I deal with on a daily basis and in my life have disturbed sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. And one of the main items that people talk about because they can't go to sleep is the ruminating thoughts. It's the racing thoughts in their heads. It's the list making, the things that they have to do. The thing I have to yeah, this I, I get myself in this trap because I'll think of something I need to do in the morning as I'm going to bed. And I don't write it down. And it's like put a note on the mirror when you get up or something, right? But no, it's then you're worrying. It's like, am I going to remember to do that in the morning? Because <laughs> I don't trust myself. Well, certainly. So one of the things that I often suggest to people is to get the get the thoughts out of the filing cabinet in their right. head. Right, right. And take it and put it out and put it on concrete. And sometimes when people say, well, I'll, I'll do it on my word processor, I'll suggest to them, let's make this real personal mm-hmm. and put a pen or a pencil in your hand and let's do this the old-fashioned way and actually write it down on paper. Mm-hmm. Write it down on paper that you have, you have an actual connection with that. That's your handwriting. This isn't a font or, or, a, or a type that you've selected from a computer. This is your handwriting. This is personal. So when we go over these lists again, and you often people, how many times do they wake up in a night? How many things on this list have you actually got done at 2.30 in the morning, Mike? <laughs> you don't want me to answer that. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Um, I can't say, you know, no, there have been times. There have been times where something caught in my head and I'm like, that needs done. Oh, no. I need to do that right now. And it has been 2.30 in the morning. And I go across the hall to the, to the right. office and start a render, hit post on a thing, do something real quick. And half an hour goes by and I go back to bed, hopefully. Right? Well, and ideally, perhaps this might have been an urgent item that needed mm-hmm. actually taken care of hours and hours right, ago. Right, right, right. However, it, it has been crowded out and overshadowed by all the other thoughts and all the other things on your list. Mm-hmm. But we keep going over. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, perhaps the number one uh, thought that goes around in people's head is round and rounders. Okay? Mm-hmm. These are thoughts that go round and round in your head. Sometimes, sometimes for years. Sometimes for days. Sometimes for weeks. Sometimes for months. Sometimes for years that these thoughts go around. This, uh, sometimes I, I feel like there's... I don't know if I'm misplacing this, this, this sample... But um, I find myself, when I have a trip coming up, when I have an event coming up, I'm thinking about that and everything that I need to do for it leading up to the event. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be uh, I'm actually leaving on a, a short vacation in a few weeks and thinking about everything that has to go into that. 
and then or or I have a big uh, event that I'm working for a client, you know, and I'm thinking about that, you know, or leading up to this podcast recording. Do I have everything in place? Do we do all the things? Do we tweet all the things? Do we talk to the people? You know, um, is that is that kind of along that 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 kind of line? Or well, well of course, and what those what you're talking about is some anxiety builders. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what these list makers are. They're all right. uh, anxiety builders, and really, Mike, uh, underlying most anxiety is fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's fear. It's fear of not getting things done. Fear of the future. Uh, fear of whatever. Really, there's, there's. We're gonna, we're gonna do a psychiatry 101 here. Oh boy. We're, we're going, we're just going to say most things can be de- classified as either love, love relationships, or anxiety and fear in life. That basically, that's what it boils okay. down to. Most of the people that we deal with in our world have a basic fear. And in, in the 12-step world, which we're going to talk about someday. Uh, it talks about that fear being the corroding thread that goes throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Fear being the corroding thread. So the idea here is that, again, to be the observer behind these thoughts, be able to accurately label label and describe them. Uh, so one of the things that we deal with definitely about these list-making things is that one of the things is we talk about we don't have enough time. Is that correct? Right. We don't have enough time to get all these things done. Right. However... Is thinking about them getting anything done? Nope. Okay. And quite often, when you discussed uh, earlier on, when we talked about is one of the concepts of mindfulness is where does summer go? How big did you get? Is it going to be Thanksgiving already? We discussed that. Uh, so one of the things about time is most people don't value their time, and most people don't value their time as currency. If so if we look at our time as currency, so and everyone out there listening can certainly answer this for themselves. Mike, right now in this moment, what would be your favorite color? Purple. Purple. Okay. And, and in this, the, the answer is always purple. Answer is always purple. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what? Also, what we're going to ask you, Mike, is in this moment, what would be a shape that would have some type of significance for you at the moment? Circle, diamond, triangle. Flag, cross, baseball. Uh, 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 a circle? A circle? Okay. I'm going with the circle. Okay, great. So what we have here is you have a purple circle. And these purple circles are not Crayola crayon mm-hmm. purple circles. They are magnificent and are shimmering and they're, they're, they're flexible and they're flowing and they're just glowing. And they're the most magnificent objects in the universe. So when you're born, Mike, what are you given besides time? We have no idea how much. You're given time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're given time. So if we view that time as currency, and if you consider walking through your life with a bag on your hip filled with these magnificent, irreplaceable, shimmering, glowing purple circles, and when we're performing some type of a thought, some type of an action, a behavior. Do we stop and be mindful that we're reaching into that bag, pulling out one of these exquisite objects, and spending it like currency? Hmm. And there is there is no refunds. It's not Walmart. Even if you have a receipt, there will be no refunds. It's not Walmart. They won't give you a gift card. So most people don't realize, which is why when I hear somebody saying, same stuff, different day. Or one of the things that really sends electricity through me is when somebody says, what are you doing? 
Have you ever heard someone say, I'm killing time? Mm-hmm. Killing time. Mm-hmm. So would you, if you had a pocket full of $5 bills, would you be walking down the street, reaching in your pocket, throwing that, throwing those $5 bills on the sidewalk? I was a millionaire, <laughs> but no, I'm not. And, and as far as time goes, none of us are. Sure, even if we're, and no one's a millionaire as far mm-hmm. as time goes. No one has an irreplaceable supply. Right. So when you consider to be my, a truly mindful person, will consider how they're spending that valuable currency. Are they spending it on anger? Are they spending it on frustration? Right. Are they spending it on isolation? Are they are they spending it on drinking alcohol are they spending it on using drugs are they spending it on uh bitterness or resentment was that is that a wise investment maybe perhaps for some people it may be mm-hmm. and they may believe it may be mm-hmm. everybody has to make that choice don't they i mean i mean uh people live for different things in this world and uh whether it be other people whether it be for themselves whether it be for money whether it be for experiences and uh and 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 that time factor depends on what they value in that. And again, throughout this program, we often repeat repeating themes, Mm -hmm. which is what we're trying to establish is new thought patterns and behaviors in with people developing new neurological pathways, which can only be done by repetition. So again, what you were talking about, Mike is the concept of choice and choosing, right? We were asking people to take some choices back in their life on how they're spending time and being truly mindful about the choices that they're making in their life and realizing that no matter how confined you believe that your life is, you have choices. Mm-hmm. You do You do have choices. Uh, and again, I'd like everybody to reconsider and perhaps go back and review some of the concepts that we've uh, talked about in this particular podcast. And I realize we're just beginning to scratch the, the mindfulness surface and what fishing without bait can truly mean in your life. Uh, so what we've talked about so far is the idea of being the observer behind the thinker. We've Again, we're going to continue to explore that. We again reviewed the concept of choice and choosing. We've again, we introduced the concept of time as currency and being able to be mindfully choose how you spend your time and spend your currency, which I'm hoping will begin to permeate throughout some individuals' lives and, and certainly help others. And my hope is, Mike, that you begin to, in your daily adventure out in the Earth world, that you begin to experience some of these things that we discussed. I feel like I'm going to be bringing back stories here and there as I'm getting more involved in this. Well, sure. Well, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and and again, I paint myself with the same broad brush. I'm not the guru sitting on a mountain. I do not have the mental stability of a Zen master. And even Zen masters get angry. Zen masters get anxious. Zen masters get impatient. And Zen masters get upset. Zen masters kill some time. Absolutely. It's just that perhaps they do it in a mindful way. I'm uncertain. So if you have any uh, thoughts or any questions concerning this podcast, I would like you to uh, refer to our, my good friend and my producer and my co-host, Mike, and he's going to show you how and tell you how we can you can reach this podcast with any comments, questions, and our criticisms. All, all are helpful. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. 
Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.